Today, I'm talking about the six critical mistakes people make when hiring their first virtual assistant or outsourcing any work in their business. Welcome to the Thriving CEO Podcast, the podcast for successful but overwhelmed entrepreneurs who are busy doing all the things like running a business, raising a family, and growing a team. I'm your host, Lauren Ainsworth, and each week I'll talk about how to trade burnout for balance and really step into your CEO role. I talk about managing your time, creating repeatable systems in your business, outsourcing and building a team to free up your time so you can focus on high value activities that really grow your business and allow you to spend more of your time doing the things that matter most. Let's get started. This is such a critical episode because when you're talking about hiring people to come and support you in your business, oftentimes I hear clients say, I've hired the wrong person, or this person was terrible, or um, things are just not working. I might as well do it myself. I'm sure you've said those things to yourself if you have tried to outsource work before. And let me tell you why you're having that problem. Okay. Number one. You don't have clarity around what you actually want them to do. And this is a biggie. It takes time and preparation to actually get support in your business. I know you don't have time to be doing everything in your business. That's why you need the support. So you don't have time to actually prepare for the support. I get it, but it's absolutely something that you have to do. You have to slow down to speed up. And this is something that every CEO in their business needs to understand. When you're running your business and you're moving from being a solo entrepreneur, doing everything yourself, bootstrapping it, to really growing your business and getting a team on board, you have to understand what it is that you want them to do. Really sitting down to outline, what is it that I need done in my business? I'm going to make, put a link to another episode that I have around what you need to know to delegate. How can you delegate like a boss? And in that episode, I talk about identifying the things that you need to get done in your business. But essentially, if you don't take the time to sit down and really figure out what kind of person do I need in my business? Do I need somebody who is going to be supporting me on the tech side? Do I need somebody who can manage my admin, who can manage my inbox, or do I need a graphic artist? You need to really sit down and get clarity around what you need them to do in your business, not just tasks, but what role do you want in your business? Are you looking for someone who's going to come in and support you to create and run this business? Are you looking for a business manager or you're looking for a co-founder who can really be there right by your side, or are you looking for support, right? And when you're looking for a VA or outsourcing tasks, you're not looking for that co-founder. You're not looking for that person who's going to be right there with you um, being a visionary in your business. That's your role as a CEO. When you're outsourcing for a VA or other team members, like maybe you're looking for someone who's on the upside or someone who's on the tech side, you need to really be clear about what role they serve or are they, are you looking for a general VA who's kind of like a jack of all trades who can do everything. And when you're looking for that, you have to be clear about your expectations. So number one, clarity. Number two, 
focusing too much on the skill set and not enough on the attitude and cultural fit. This brings me to another point, which I think is absolutely critical when you are running your business. You must understand what your values are. What is it that you stand for as a business owner? What does your business stand for? What does your business project to your customers, to your clients? That informs your culture. That informs the attitude of the people that you want on your team, right? And without knowing that, then you hire for skill set only and you get someone who is not a right fit for you. You get a person who's not a right fit for your company and maybe your personalities could clash. Here's the thing where you do need to understand skill sets that you need in your business, especially if it's missing if you don't have that particular skill set to get tasks done, that is absolutely something you need. But you also need to look at, can I train this person? Does this person have these basic skill set, but maybe they don't have the particular skill set for the tech that I use? So let's say, for instance, I want a VA who can manage my project management. They're familiar with Basecamp. They're not familiar with Asana. So that's not a great fit. Not really. You know, if the person has project management skills and they have a great attitude, you can always train them on Asana. I'm using a very simple um, example, but you really want to be looking for the people who have the attitude that you can train up and you can give them the understanding of how to run your business. Because here's the truth too, no matter where they're coming from or what skills that they have, how you run your business is going to be something you need to train people on anyways, because People may have a different method and process of doing things that don't quite work with you. And so there's always going to be that training period. So look for the right attitude and cultural fit when you're looking for your next hire as well. Number three, not having a testing period to ensure that you're both a good fit for each other. You need to make it clear from the beginning that there will be a test drive period and it's important because you need to know what those red flags are that you're looking out for when you're doing this testing period with your VA or your team member who you're, who you're outsourcing work to, right? If this person looks great on paper, they interviewed well, but then they're not showing up for a meeting or they're not delivering work on time or they're not responding to your questions, those are red flags that you need to look out for. So you have to ensure that it doesn't get weird if you hire someone and then a week later you're like you know this isn't working you get frustrated you say you know this this is a bad idea give yourself that opportunity and give them an opportunity to see if you're both a good fit and once you make that very clear then it will not be weird when you reach to the end of that testing period and say hey guess what i don't think you were a right fit for each other let thank you for your time. You know, we can move on. It's going to be a lot less awkward and it's going to be um, much better for you in the long run. Okay. Number four, hiring the first person that you interview. How many people are guilty of that? You know, you need some support. Your friend says, Hey, this person was recommended to me. Recommendations are great, but you just hire the first person that comes along or you put out an ad, you reach out to people in your social media network and you interview one person. Okay, great. You're hired. That doesn't give you the opportunity to really see what is out there. Get a few interviews under your belt 
really take the process seriously where you're looking for the best fit for your business. It's going to save you so much time and frustration when you look at this pool of people and say, you know what? This person has the right attitude. This person has a skill set that I want, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to give you the ability to really make the right choice. Okay, number five, not having a hiring process to find the perfect candidate to support you. And that goes hand in hand with, you know, the interview process and hiring one person. When you have a hiring process and you know that one, I've identified the skills, I have a job description that clearly details what it is that I want to get done in this business. It's going to save you a lot of time, frustration, when the person comes on board and they know exactly what it is that was expected of them. I've heard many occasions where, you know, you have, you're hiring a VA, you're like, oh yeah, I just want you to know, manage my inbox. And then you're throwing graphic work at them. You're asking them to edit your podcast, things that they did not expect. And then all of a sudden they go MIA and you wonder why. Because you have to really be clear about what it is that you want. They will know exactly what to expect. You can discuss those um, big areas that you want support in and they can really advise you as to whether or not they have the skills, the capability and the competence to move forward with you knowing that this is what's on their plate. So a job description is really important in that hiring process and understanding what it is that you want to get done to delegate clear um, tasks to them. And also in that hiring process, shortlisting candidates, communicating with them to let them know where they are in the process, having that testing period in the process of hiring people. And you could be testing multiple VAs at the same time to really see who works best. So outlining your process and having that is going to support you so much when hiring your VA. Flying by the seat of your pants and just grabbing someone who comes along is not going to support you. All right. Number six and the final one, not having an onboarding process to set the expectations and train your VA. This helps to ensure that you are communicating exactly what you want the way you want it done. There is some work that you need to, to get done upfront in order to make this work. And this is, this is a part of the process. Oftentimes you may think that you you have to do it yourself if you want to get it done properly, but that's not going to work if you actually want to run a successful business that allows you to take time off and to work in your zone of genius. And the best way to do that is by having a proper onboarding process where your VA is able to access accounts that they need to access in a way that feels right for you. For instance, um, when I onboard, my VA or anyone who's supporting me, I use LastPass. So they don't have to get access to my login information. I can simply allow them access. And when they're finished a project or when we're moving on, I can simply revoke that. That's a part of the onboarding process. Another way for you to have an onboarding process is for you to have clear instructions, standard operating procedures about how something is done. So if you have a particular way that you like to create your workbooks or your brand is reflected in your workbooks or your slides, you need to let them know, this is how I like to work, or this is how I like this to look. 
And the best way to do that is to create a great onboarding process. Maybe you can use videos. I love to use videos and I create a vault of training standard operating procedures for my team and for anyone who I'm outsourcing to where I say, this is how I like to do this. And it supports them in understanding what I want. It frees my time so I don't have to spend too much of my time in the training myself, but there is that component of work that you have to do on upfront. And also when you don't have an onboarding um, system, you're going to be shaking your head wondering what can I give this person to do? What work should I give them to do today? Oh my God, I don't know what I, but I'm spending all of this money. I need them to, to do something and you end up giving them random things. Plus you have to train and tell them how you want it done. So it's just a mess when you don't prepare. So at the end of all of this, I want to say, don't make these six mistakes when outsourcing or hiring your first VA. Really take the time to put the work in because this is what's going to help drive your business and help you to grow. Thanks for listening to the Thriving CEO Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and share it with someone you think would enjoy it too. And remember to subscribe to the Thriving CEO Podcast so you can get the next available episode sent straight to you. For more resources on how you can really step into your CEO role, trade burnout for balance and thrive, visit me at laurianainsworth.com.